Hello and welcome to Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. My name is Andrea Lendy, author of the book and Bible reader and studier for over a decade. And I'm excited to share some thoughts with you about today's reading. Welcome to day 182 of Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. We are halfway through our journey of reading the Bible in a year. Congratulations. You can do this. And I'm excited to do this with you. Let us pray. Oh, Lord, thank you for the opportunity to read your word. May you continue to teach, lead, and guide us through this journey. Strengthen us in every way to continue reading your word, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, let's see what Matthew is writing about in chapter 4. Jesus is led by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Yes, that's right. It wasn't Jesus walking into temptation. He was led there. And we need to be clear the Holy Spirit wasn't the tempter. It was the devil himself. We just read how Jesus was baptized by John the Baptist and the heavens opened up and God said, This is my son, my beloved, in whom I delight. And then, bam, he is sent into the wilderness to be tested. Some say he needed to be tested so he could feel what we feel like when we are tempted. Some say we need to read and see that Jesus didn't fail. He remained strong. He didn't sin when he had the opportunity to sin and when he was most vulnerable. It had been 40 days since he'd eaten anything, but his father upheld him. I often refer to this chapter as the chapter that shows us the power of the word. Words quoted directly from the Bible have power as we speak them against the enemy when we are tempted. Deuteronomy for the win here. The verses that Jesus spoke against the enemy are ones I recommend writing on note cards and memorizing to use during our moments of temptation. One that is very meaningful to me right now is verse 3 where he said, It has been written, Man shall not live and be upheld and sustained by bread alone, but by every word that comes forth from the mouth of God. God has been working on my perspective of food lately. This verse strengthens me and sheds a whole new light on how I should view food. There may be another verse that is more meaningful for you. Be sure to write it down and commit it to memory because the word is powerful. When Jesus was done with his temptation, he called for a number of his disciples who immediately left their occupation to follow him. May we beckon to the Lord's call as quickly as they did. The fulfilled prophecy we read about today is in verse 15. So take a look at that as you are reading through the chapter. Even Jesus' steps were prophesied before he walked them. Let's see what's happening in the early church in Acts chapter 11. Yesterday, we read that Peter was part of the conversion and baptism of some Gentile people. When the apostles heard about this, they were upset with him. We see how bold a move it was on Peter's part to go to them in verse 3, which says, Why did you go to uncircumcised men and even eat with them? Again, the Mosaic law was against this. Jesus came to fulfill the law. Love governed now. Love for God and love for one another. Peter explained the whole experience to the apostles, and they glorified God, saying, Then God has granted to the Gentiles repentance unto real life after resurrection. Let us be wildly grateful the Lord made a way for us, the Gentiles, to be made right with him and receive the forgiveness his son died to give. May we glorify God as the apostles did 2,000 years ago. We read about the church growing even larger because those who were being persecuted traveled to other parts of the world. The church in Antioch was one place where it was thriving. This city was 300 miles north of Jerusalem. Barnabas went there to assist, and many people were added to the church. In fact, this is the first place that the word Christian was associated with the believers in Christ. Let's see what's happening in 2 Chronicles chapter 3. We read that Solomon began to build the temple in the same place where David made an altar for the Lord. 
David had made a temporary house for the Lord in a tent on this land, and now the real building was being built. The time frame tells us Solomon started building it in his fourth year of being king. He had asked for help from King Hiram, who probably started working on the timber piece right away. It took time to hew out all the timber needed for this building. The building was estimated to be 180 feet long, 90 feet wide, and 50 feet high. That is quite a building. The intricacies with which it was built are amazing. God wanted his residing place to be made in a very specific way, and it was. The building served these people for about 400 years. In chapter 4, we read about all the things made for the inside of the temple. Again, everything was made with great precision. God's perfection is shown in all this preciseness. He so desired to reside with his people that he needed everything to be made to his specifications. Solomon carries out this work over time. We start over in the book of Psalms today, one of my favorite books of the Bible. Psalm 1 is so encouraging. Verses 1 and 2 go together, but I like to focus on verse 2. But his delight and desire are in the law of the Lord, and on his law, the precepts, the instructions, the teachings of God, he habitually meditates, ponders, and studies by day and by night. We are doing that as we go through this study, my friend. There are some wonderful nuggets of wisdom and truth here in this psalm. Let us continue to read, ponder, and meditate on God's word. Verse 3 is a promise as we do these things, and he shall be like a tree firmly planted and tended by the streams of water, ready to bring forth its fruit in its season. Its leaf also shall not fade or wither, and everything he does shall prosper and come to maturity. This is a promise we can meditate on and thank God for. We are cared for deeply by the Lord. He will not desert us. Let us pray. O Lord, thank you for your promises. We see your promises of old, which you were faithful in, and we trust in you today. May we be faithful to you. Keep our hearts yours. Don't let us go off on our own way, but keep us seeking you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for walking this journey with me and being a faithful reader of God's word. I pray that he shows himself as the God who loves you deeply and cares about every detail in your life. Come back tomorrow for some more thoughts and insights as you read God's word. 